since this is an award show, it's kind of like we're in the green room right now getting ready for the show. Yeah, we are. And I have the weirdest request when it comes to green rooms. You know, like all brown M&Ms. All my food has to be paleo and gluten-free, even though I'm neither paleo nor gluten-free. I go opposite of where I'm at. So if I'm up north, I pick something that I know can only be found in the south, like boiled peanuts. And when I'm in Mississippi, I ask for crab legs. Yeah, I have no idea why I've never been invited back a second time. Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast dedicated to discussions on digital marketing and digital patient engagement strategies for hospitals, healthcare systems, and physician practices. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into a variety of topics on the digital tools, solutions, strategies, and processes that are impacting our industry today. We hope to share a lot of great information and have fun along the way. And now, here are your hosts, Reed Smith and Chris Boyer. Welcome to episode 100 of Touchpoint, the first episode of 2019. That's going to take a little bit of time getting used to. Uh, over there on the other side of the microphone is Chris. I'm Reed. Hey, Reed. I'm wearing my tuxedo. Are you all dressed up for our award show today? Absolutely. And in the other room are the accountants from Deloitte. Or did they get they got fired, right? I think so, yeah. Somebody messed something <laughs> up or... Somebody got the wrong award. But we can guarantee that our accountants are not going to get it wrong because they're from the new accounting firm, Liam, Cheatham, and Steele. Very nice. Um, Well, here we are. First episode of the new year. I hope everybody had a great holiday. And for us, this is pretty exciting being episode 100, actually rolling into triple digits. Is this kind of like the opposite of like the Y2K effect where we get into three digits and suddenly our podcast goes off a little bit? Something's out of sync all of a sudden because of that third digit. Uh, last year was the first, obviously, the end of our first full year. We did a 2017 year in review. If you didn't hear that, you know, you're more than welcome to go go track that one down. Uh, I would say it's roughly 52 episodes ago. <laughs> uh, this year, though, we're doing a 2018 recap as well. People were nice enough to vote. So we've got some listener voted award winners. This will be fun. It's kind of a little bit of a different episode. Before we share what our listeners have said, why don't we do a call out to also a very important audience of ours. We couldn't have done without them, which is our sponsors. That is loyal. Data read, no doubt, we're buried in it. From physicians and insurance and locations and services. I mean, when you work in a hospital or health system, what can you do to climb above all this data and how to manage those connections and even see the limited possibilities that this data can provide you? We'll meet Connect Loyal's intelligent data management platform designed to strengthen your system's consumer-facing data while making it simple and easy to use. And that's the important part, the easy to use part. So the way you do it is go out to their website, loyalhealth.com slash demo, and ask to schedule a demo. The good, smart folks over there at Loyal Health would be more than happy to either hop on the phone or do a screen share with you to share some of their new services. And when you do that, be sure to let them know that Touchpoint Health sent you. So here we are. Uh, We're going to go through a couple different awards, things like the best cold open, the episode topic, if Chris and I, who, which one's smarter, different things that you got to vote on and then obviously some stats that I think will be kind of fun for us to look at along the way as well. So what do you say we jump in here? I'm ready. Should we uh, cue the intro music? Let's do it. All 
right, so the first award of the night is the best cold open. Now, this is the little snippet at the beginning of the episode. You probably heard one at the at the beginning of this very episode of Chris and I chatting, and that mainly comes from just things that get said uh, on air before we really jump into the episode each week when we record. I, this kind of came about by by accident. I don't know that we really ever planned or, or set out to do this purposefully. It's just we would get on, catch up, talk about business and a couple of other things and something funny inevitably would be said based on something we had read that day or seen or done. And I don't know, we decided to kind of stick it on the front end of the episode. Well, it's usually you that's the funny guy here. I'm more of the straight man, but it just turns into a nice little thing that we do now, Reed, is we try to make each other laugh, which I think is helps make this podcast sound a little bit better. It's fun nonetheless. And it's hard for me sometimes when I think back to try to think, was that from this year or not? But did one come to mind when you thought back? Reed, the one I chuckled about when you said it, and I still laugh about when I think about it, is just a couple of episodes ago when you were talking about the feels like weather guy like how do they come up with the feels like temperature that still cracks me up some guy named stan who knows who what temperature is it stan i don't know feels like 36 yeah he's just sitting by the back door that's all he does um you know mine is the one my daughter was on so i think that's probably the one i picked last year as well because she was on one last year and this year but nonetheless the one that that my daughter uh, was kind of wondering why people would would actually want to listen if your daughter wasn't as funny as you are i would say that you're stacking the the deck here but totally get it i totally agree that was my great intro but reed we asked our audience what they yes. thought you yep. want to share some of the results yes absolutely so top three uh in reverse order so number three was actually the intro from the forums. So that was back in May, was it? And I believe that was me talking uh, about, actually it was us prepping for the for the episode with the other guests we had at the time. Couldn't remember what the name of the conference was, where we were at. It's the Healthcare Marketing Physician Strategy Summit, and sometimes called the Forum. And you just, yourself just now just said forums. So <laughs> that was funny. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. So anyway, so that's number three. Number two was from episode 85, I believe it was, where I actually talked about, was there really a need for more talent shows on television? Do we need another America's Got, you know, fill in the blank. And then number one... With multiple votes, uh, my daughter. (laughs) Everybody else thought uh, that was funny. Or... I guess they thought it was funny. <laughs> she was wondering why people actually listened to the show. So that is the uh, the number one cold open. Well, why don't we insert it right here so everybody can relive that funny, funny moment. I take them to school in the morning, typically when I'm in town, the two older ones. And so anyway, I've got Apple CarPlay in my truck. So you can see our podcast name. They think it's funny to listen, you know, like I'm a celebrity. And so after a couple of minutes, she was like, So let me get this straight. People are going to just listen to you just talking to another person? Yeah. Is this supposed to be entertaining? Next award on the agenda, right to it here, is the best episode topic or the best you know subject of the week, if you will. We're on episode 100, so there's not much we haven't talked about, at least touched on. 
Uh, it may mm-hmm. not have been the, uh, I guess, title of the episode, but we've talked about just about everything known to man that you can think of from a marketing perspective and even kind of bleeding into operations and quality and all kinds of things. And we're still recording a podcast, which I'm not sure if, are we repeating now? I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, it feels like we've covered a lot of ground. Quickly, if, if we look back at just, now this is not voted on, this is just the most listened to episodes of hmm. the year. I'm not even sure some of these episodes were from this year, but they were listened to this year. 67, how the digital experience impacts brand. The aforementioned episode 65, live from HMPS 18. In the number three slot, episode 77, how patients define patient experience. I like that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Number two, episode number 73, deep learning and healthcare. And the number one listened to episode or downloaded episode of the year, Number 69, what is a digital strategist? Wow. And you know what's surprising, Reed, is I picked my own favorite without knowing that list. Mm-hmm. And I picked one that wasn't on that list. For really? me, my favorite episode was episode 68, which was called Yelp or HCAPS, which is better to measure patient experience. I really enjoyed that episode. And I thought the topic was really good. It was really good. What number was that? Which episode? Number 68. Number? 68. That actually was one of the submitted when we asked the, the users to submit their favorite episode. 68 mm-hmm. did make the list. Uh, so was 65 from HMPS. Mm-hmm. But the top three were actually kind of clustered together a little bit. And the number three spot is episode number 84. The audience is a segment. Where we talked about market segmentation and how that's important. That was a good episode. The number two spot, a more recent episode, number 93. That was the one we did about the perils of website design. Recorded at another conference. We didn't really position it that way, but we did uh, gather that grew up at the group up at the Healthcare Internet Conference just a couple of months ago. And then the number one, as voted on by the listeners, their favorite episode of the year... Another really recent one, episode number 95. Building a culture of failure. That's where we talked about failing forward and the opposite of that, which is not failing at all, I guess. But that was a really interesting. uh, I like that episode a lot, actually. Yeah, that was. That was great. Uh, Jess Colombo was on that. That was a great episode. And actually, we had quite a bit of feedback online about that one as well. So something a little bit different, maybe not quite as tactical as some of the other episodes that we've done on like things like SEO or even like the aforementioned website design. But that was a good one. Let me insert just a, maybe a snippet, like a minute or two of the show, just so people can give it a listen and, and remind themselves. And if you really like it, go back. If you haven't heard it, go back and download it. If you have a fixed mindset, you create systems and processes that are designed to reduce risks, you know, kind of like those people over in the IT department, right? Because, you know, you want to avoid taking a risk so that you potentially be successful more times than not. But they also say by by doing that, you create a bias against taking risks. So basically, you get into a rut, so to speak. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, again, when your job is to say no or provide guardrails, things like that, you, you do get in that systematic process or world, I guess. You kind of have to. And in our space, right? I mean, if you're in, I, I joked about IT, right? But a lot of IT people, they're worrying about security and they're making sure that our data isn't compromised and those sorts of things. By failing for them or, or causing any kind of risk, that could potentially, you know, 
cause a lot of damage to the health system that you're working for. And I bet you you can name a couple of other departments at her health system that are very outside of the doctors that are avoiding risk too, right? Sure. I would say most everyone, anybody that's process oriented. So, I mean, you have HR, you've got medical staff office, you've got, you know, certainly all the clinical roles, not just physicians, you know, anybody in an operations, uh, you know, materials, you know, pe- people that are process oriented. I mean, their idea is to, you know, mitigate risk, if you will. There's even a whole department called risk management, right? At the health systems. That's their whole job is to manage risk, to prevent it from happening. Absolutely. But there can still be innovation in that space, right? I mean, you can still fail within risk management. And I think that's where we've got this idea that, you know, that's not possible. Now let's move on to our next award, which is the best episode topic that we didn't record. You and I talk about a lot of different types of episodes, good ideas. We kind of throw things back and forth. There's, But there are a couple of them that we just haven't gotten around to recording. What are some of the top that you have, Reed? There's not much we haven't recorded on. Again, like I mentioned earlier, maybe it wasn't the title of the episode, but we did talk about it. So one of those that comes to mind is blockchain. One that I've thought about for a while. I'm still not quite sure I understand. There's probably some other things that bleed more into some of our other shows on the Touchpoint Network. So like cybersecurity, for example, ransomware, you know, some of those things. Again, we've touched on and even we had maybe even year one had some topics on, but probably worth revisiting. A couple that I always want to do, I still want to do. I want to do one around lean and using A3s in a workplace that's more process, is more focused on like how you be more efficient with the work that you do and how you could tackle problem solving and things like that. Another one is how do you develop a, sort of a content strategy that can be dynamic and, and robust? I think that we talk a lot about content strategy and creating editorial calendars, but we all know that the day-to-day kind of overtakes us. And I want to do an episode about how we can develop that sort of what I call an iterative content strategy. Yeah, that's a good idea. But since this is completely judge's choice here, (laughs) the winner is going to be announced by me. The number one topic that we really definitely need to record on, Reed, and let's make sure we do it in the next 10 episodes, that is... Blockchain. Everybody's talking about it. Yep. I'm going to have to Google that because I'm still not sure I know what that is, but... (laughs) Well, I hear that it's like it's going to be transformative for our industry. And I know that a lot of times it's hype, but I think we should do a deep dive into it and and get a good expert on that can help set us straight on what really is going to happen. Hey, we want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, and that's our good friends at Binary Fountain. You know, as a healthcare marketer, it's probably pretty obvious these days how much time you're spending uh, on reviews, ratings relative to hospitals, physicians, all that kind of good stuff. You know, too many of those are going unanswered and they're certainly not being analyzed. This could be costing us new and current customers. It could be impacting our patient experience scores and potentially impacting our revenue. Luckily, our good friends at Binary Fountain have an online reputation management platform called Binary Health Analytics. If you'd like to learn more or even schedule a demo, visit them online at binaryfountain.com. That's binaryfountain.com. 
All right, the next uh, award on the agenda tonight is uh, something a little bit different because of you know the podcast metrics we use. Some of the interesting stats it gives us is not just like downloads and things like that, but the types of devices, the platforms, the operating systems, the, the apps people are using in which they're listening to said podcast. I was kind of nosing around here one day, and it was just funny to see what some of the platforms people are using to listen to the show. Mm. So as a frame of reference, if you look at the top two, the first one is iOS, followed by the Mac operating system. So like on an Apple laptop, for example, not a big shock, followed by Android. If you look on down the list, however, I don't understand this. Well, maybe I do because we work with hospitals, but 14 downloads this year were on a Windows XP operating system. (laughs) Those still exist? I'm not even sure that's possible. In 58 downloads on Linux. I mean, that's got to be IT people, right? Who else uses Linux? <laughs> 123 on Windows 7. Just thought that was kind of interesting, but we're going to give the winner to this one. To the people that are using Windows XP. This next award goes out to the question that I I was shocked when I saw it in the survey for the first time. (laughs) And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to let this one ride, which is the question, who is smarter, me or you? Well, now remember, there was a third choice, which is, are you kidding? I'd literally choose anyone else over these two. So those were the three options. Me, you, or literally anyone else. All right, Reed. Well, what was your answer to that question? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I think you have your strong suits. I have my strong suits. I don't think my smarter necessarily. It depends on if, you, if you're talking about a particular topic or not. So uh, is this your way of getting out of answering the question? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think I can uh, accurately answer the question. If I were to answer that question, if you asked me honestly, you know, in a dark room where only I would know the answer, <laughs> my answer would be, I think we're both smart. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just said. <laughs> no. This is one of those things, though. But like, if you're running for office, don't you vote for yourself kind of a thing? Like, that's just the way this works. You don't vote for your opponent. I actually voted for you when I took the survey. Did you? I'm pretty sure I voted for you. So that probably cancels that, that out. <laughs> but are you ready for the winner? Yes. It's a three-way tie. So you and I and literally everyone else all got the same amount of votes. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks a lot, listeners. All right. Well, I'm recovering uh, emotionally and um, (laughs) otherwise from that last award. But uh, all right. So next award is our best guest. We've obviously had tons and tons of people, well, close to 100. I w- well, probably more than 100 because we've had some shows that had more than one person mm-hmm. on it, right? Like mm-hmm. from the different mm-hmm. conferences we've done. So we've had over 100 people join us on this show. I don't even know how to narrow that down. I will tell you probably the one that I enjoyed a lot just because of how I was introduced to healthcare was BG Porter, uh, who's the former president of the Studer Group. You mentioned the episode earlier, which was the HCAPS versus Yelp episode. That was episode 68. 
So BG is the interview on there. Uh, I owe a lot to him and Quint Studer for kind of my introduction into healthcare and especially even the first couple of years of understanding patient experience and some of the things that they pioneered. That was just a fun one for me to do. Uh, so that's kind of the one that comes to mind for me that from this past year. So my favorite happens to be one that came from episode 84 called The Audience is a Segment. The one that you did interviewing Suzanne Hendry and Linda McCracken. That yeah. was uh, one of those yeah. interviews where we had two people. And that really lent itself to a really great interview because Suzanne had that sort of internal knowledge working within the hospital, how to make things happen. And she brought that pragmatic perspective in. And Linda came in with that outside perspective and shared like the vision. And together they, they shared the story about how collaboratively they were able to use segmentation to really transform what they were doing. Yeah, that was a cool one. Uh, and there's a lot of other ones. You know, you mentioned the the idea of having multiple guests uh, on a show. And so we could point to really all the conferences we've been to where we've had multiple people in the room. It's just some really rich conversations. So those were good ones. We asked our audience to vote on these, didn't we? We did. In the third place spot, you know, similar to BG, strangely enough, but is Jason Wolf from the Barrel Institute. So he was great. Again, more patient experience focused, much like BG is, obviously. But Jason Wolf, uh, who's the president of the Barrel Institute, uh, in the third place uh, slot. Second place, Blake Long from Unity Point. That was a good interview that we did about the digital front door. And with really kind of ran away with it, uh, first place. Bridget Thomas. From Medicom. Yep. That was great. And she took it, huh? She ran away with it. She was clearly in the first place slot and uh, was was a great interview. And she's, she's been a big proponent. Um, and matter of fact, she won an award last year. She did. The best elevator pitch for the show. That's right. When she said we should call the show Chris and Reed Mansplain Healthcare. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not sure if that was a compliment or not. Probably not. But that's <laughs> Probably all right. Not. She's our, uh, maybe our first uh, two-time winner. Congratulations. Well, let's run a little clip from the audience favorite from Bridget. Can you tell me your definition of what inbound marketing is? Yeah, I think in healthcare, it's one of these industries where, and I joke with my husband, he works in insurance. We both work in fields where people don't want to have to pay for this service. You know, you'd rather be booking a vacation to Jamaica than you would looking up, where do I get a mammogram? Um, it's just not a service that people really care to do a lot of digging into unless they have to. And so for me, when we talk about inbound marketing, it's creating really rich content, things for people to do that gives them something of value. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too, for my days working at the health system, you think something of value have to, has to be something tangible. You know, I don't know how many first aid kits we gave away or ice packs with our logo on them, but in reality, yeah. inbound marketing, we want to capture data on folks. So what can we do to get them to compel them really to give their contact information to us so we can track and measure and continue to nurture them as leads? You've worked with hospitals in this space. Tell me a little bit about like how you help them start to structure or think about an inbound marketing program. I think it's really just, it's, you know, take inbound out of it. It's just how do we market to consumers with the ultimate goal? And I think this is true. You hear this at every trade show, um, every webinar is that it has to be measurable or it just doesn't work, right? In order for us to measure things, whether you have a CRM or not, 
you really just need to know who are you talking to. So what can we do to get them to give us a name, an email address, maybe even a phone number or an address if we're feeling really lucky? What kind of content are you promising? In the case of you know what I do, it's health risk assessment. So it's giving an actual score. How are you compared to other people? How old is your heart compared to your age? How likely are you to develop breast cancer? These are things people really want to know more than they need another ice pack in their freezer. They want something that will help them and be a valuable value to them so that they can make lifestyle changes to avoid actually needing healthcare services. Okay, here we are with the next award, which is the episode that needed the most editing. This is a very special judge's choice award here because (laughs) some of you may know that I like to actually do all of the editing for our show. It actually gives me the ability to go back and revisit what you and I talked about. And it also is a great way for us to piece our conversation together in a meaningful way. And I say that with lots of love, Reed, because when you and I record every week, we sometimes can ramble. Yeah, I think this is, let's let's make this real clear. This does not mean that the guest required this to be edited a whole lot. (laughs) This This is is, you and me. This is, this is sure, (laughs) uh, surely our doing. There have been times where we started recording and I look up and we're two hours into the recording and I I realize that we only have a one hour show. Yeah, that's problematic. I mean, you know, we've (laughs) talked about the, uh, the little funny clip, you know, that, that run the pre-roll that runs at the very beginning. We start the recording the minute we get on and that's how we, we pick up some of those things, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then we get ready to start the episode. We may be like 31 minutes into the recording, you know, before Mm -hmm. we ever actually start the episode. So we've many times stopped the recording and started over just to Chris doesn't have to deal with all that uh, fodder at the beginning. Well, Reed, I wish this was the case and the one that was going to win the award because this one, start to finish, just purely the episode recording, the parts that you and I do, not counting the 15-minute customer interview, was an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) What what in the world do we have to say about this particular topic? I don't have any idea. Let me announce the winner, and maybe we could remember uh, what we what we actually were talking about. Episode eighty six: Consumer Online Decision Support. Do you remember that episode, Reed? Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember running that long, quite honestly. And I'm sure if I went back and listened to it, it would jog my memory. But as you would imagine, Chris and I do a lot of shows. We're on episode 100, but we also have done other podcasts. I, I co-host another show. And anyway, some of this stuff starts to kind of run together. But I don't, I don't remember that one, and especially don't remember it being an outlier like that. Well, we did get into a lot of specific use cases. We went down a couple rabbit holes in our conversation. And quite frankly, I think that if I was really a good editor, I might be able to cut two more shows out of the the footage that's left on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Anyway, it was all good content. Well, much of it was good content. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I think it came out with a really good show. So that was episode 86 for Consumer Online Decision Support. Hey, Chris, before we go too much further, jump into this next segment of the podcast, I did want to uh, mention and thank uh, one of our sponsors, Influence Health. Uh, You know, they've got a consumer experience platform that that covers several things. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we've, we've talked about content management systems on this podcast. Yeah, we did. What about CRMs? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered CRMs for sure. And then obviously each and every week we talk about digital marketing. So digital marketing systems, uh, you know, in one way, shape or form have probably been covered, right? That's right. Digital marketing systems. And I would say that we even talk about it in a way of uh, that overall digital consumer experience. Well, there you go. I, you know, I would, I would recommend for anybody interested in one of those topics uh, or anything else, they've also got some complimentary solutions on their website. But, but head over to their website, take a look at what they've got and what they're offering relative to CMS, CRM, digital marketing systems, kind of how all that is woven together in what they call their consumer experience platform. Find your way over to influencehealth.com. Next award on the agenda is the best interview that wasn't the interview that we set out to do. So in a lot of cases, we we get introduced to folks or we know certain people and we think, oh, we'd like to talk to them, but we don't necessarily have a topic or an angle in mind. We just know they're smart. They know they're interesting folks or they get introduced to us to another colleague and we're like, oh, yeah, that would be that'd be a great person to talk to. Again, we, we don't have something in mind, a topic in mind going in. And then you know maybe the initial conversation solidifies that a little bit. But in a lot of cases, we get into the interview and it kind of takes a turn and maybe goes this way or that way. Or we've determined a topic up front, but as we get into the interview, it really kind of comes to life uh, in some respect. And so Mm -hmm. it's not really at least what we envisioned in a good way. We do uh, talk to our, our interviewers before we actually interview them just to get a good sense of, you know, what their ideas are and what their thoughts are and really to shape up the conversation. But the way that we conduct our interviews, Reed, sometimes we can latch onto something and that suddenly takes life into itself. And it's a genesis for a whole nother interview. And I know that there's been a couple that I've done that has been that way. Has Have you had any of that started that way? Yeah. You know, one that I can think of here just recently, um, was really fortunate to have some of our friends over at uh, Eruptor actually inter- introduced me to a guy named Matt Bailey uh, from mm-hmm. Johns Hopkins. He's an SEO expert. And I thought, you know what, that's a great topic. We, we haven't, you know, we can never have too much about, you know, search engine optimization, especially, and even SEM as it relates to that and things like that. So anyways, I sat down to talk to him and actually got to into interviewing. And when I say interviewing, it's really just a recorded conversation more than it is an interview. He started talking about user intent in the search process um, and how that differentiates uh, from just, you know, keyword strategies and things like that. And so anyway, Mm -hmm. it kind of educated me in a way about something that I didn't even really hadn't even thought a whole lot about. So that was, that was one that here recently comes to mind. For me, it was also one that we got at an, at a conference. It was at the Mayo Clinic conference. And that was from a couple of episodes ago when I interviewed the aforementioned Jess Colombo in the episode about failure, about how do we define a culture of failure. Jess and I were not initially going to be talking about that. We were actually going to be talking about social media and crisis communication. And what happened is, is we started to discuss what happened with her. She actually introduced it as a fail case. And we just kind of went into that. And that actually became more of the central theme of the interview. So we talked about failure. And that led to the whole episode around building the culture of failure. Right. Which is about millennials. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was trying to figure out where we were going to work in the millennial dig in this episode. So I I had to take it when I could there. But anyway, so I guess in this case, um, both Matt and Jess will win the award. Is that right, Reed? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
co-winners, much like Chris and I and everyone else in the world are the smartest. Our next award read is much like the previous award. This is a judge's choice award, I would say. Um, And that is the best episode artwork. Now, if you go out to our website or if you have a podcast application on your phone that actually streams in the artwork for every show, we spend time finding a different piece of art that will highlight sort of what we talk about in the show. But, um, you know, we get a little bit creative when we do that, right, Reed? We do. And obviously, some of them are a little more obvious, I guess, than others. Um, and so if we're recording from the conferences that we go to, it's probably a shot of us actually doing that recording. Some of them are a little more subjective, I guess. Or tongue-in-cheek. Like last week's episode was actually a, a picture of the Chili's sampler platter. <laughs> Yeah. And if you want to know what that <laughs> reference is, you can go back and check out last week's episode. So my favorite in contention is episode 96, Marketing Automation is Not a Roomba. We were just going to do a straightforward episode about marketing automation. Somewhere in the middle of it, we were talking about automation, and I said something about it being a Roomba, which made you laugh. That suddenly became the title, and then that title led to the fact that I picked artwork which is basically some guy on Flickr takes time-lapse photography of a Roomba in his room that has a little laser on top of it. And it looks like a little map all across the room. And I, I, that's one of my favorite episode artwork. <laughs> that, that was a good one. We actually got some feedback via our weekly newsletter. Uh, some I say and how much they like that topic and would like to use it. That was a good title. Uh, mine's going to be episode 63. Technology's Impact on the Public Physician. So this was the episode we did back in April with Dr. V, uh, shortly before he launched uh, his own show, The Exam Room. Um, and so if you go back and check out his uh, uh, the artwork for that episode, it's him speaking at an event, keynoting an event, and just, I think, drives home the fact of he is a thought leader, he is a public physician, and um, you know makes a pretty good visual of why his show is as good as it is. As the judge, who would you say wins? Easily the Roomba. No, no offense to Doctor V, he wins plenty of awards, I'm sure. But uh, we're, we're going to give it to the uh, we're going to give it to the Roomba this time around. All right, next award is uh, oddest, most unusual, out of the norm, however you want to label it, place where we actually recorded an episode that was. Not where we're currently sitting now, which is in kind of our home studios. Before we get to that, though, I think it's interesting, again, looking back at the stats for the podcast for just this past year, certainly we record different places all over the country, but we also have listeners from all over the country. We actually have people listening from all over the world. Uh, so if I look in here, we've got Germany, Australia, Norway, Spain, Russia, mm-hmm. Israel, the United Kingdom, Sweden. And then certainly the most common is uh, the United States. But number two is Sweden. Well, shout out to our Swedish friends that are out there. If you're listening in, we'd love to know what it's like, uh, maybe even um, interview you to hear what what healthcare is like in Sweden and see how this show is maybe being applied in what you're doing. And if we need to come to an episode from there, that's fine too. But looking at the states themselves, I'm going to rattle through, we'll say the top 10. So in the 10th position, we have Michigan. Nine is North Carolina. 
8, Maryland, 7, Georgia, 6 is New York, 5 is Illinois, number 4 is Florida, number 3, your state of Minnesota. That's because I listened to it four or five times. Yes, exactly. Number 2, the highly populated uh, state of California, and number 1, Texas, and that's mainly me. Of course, Texas. Always <laughs> taking the number one spot. Maybe next year uh, we can uh, get Minnesota to kind of rally and uh, we'll take it over. Te- Texas year. and California are pretty close. California was 9.56% of the downloads. Texas was 144 So about a percentage okay, point yeah. different. Actually a little less than a percentage point different. Well, but let's shout out to our, our friends down in, in Florida, right? I mean, Val and Toffet and those others that are listening yeah, in. absolutely. Maybe you guys can rally because you're a very populous state too. I don't think Minnesota is going to get it next year, but you know, you guys start spreading the word, please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Florida's sitting there at number four at 5.75%, so it's not a, it's not a stretch. They could do it. They just got to listen to a whole lot of episodes, uh, maybe like double time, list on 2X. <laughs> Start back over at episode one, beginning of the catalog, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that is where people are listening from, but talking more specifically about where we recorded the episode and or interview, mm-hmm. uh, what do you what do you think? We, I think we're both in alignment on this. I think we are. It was one that we did just recently, and I recall when I was editing it, I just cracked up at hearing all the background noise. Uh, a lot of leaf blowers, uh, weed eaters. We were right next to a golf course. Uh, on the back side of a hotel. That probably gives you a clue as to what episode it is, right, Reed? It would episode. narrow it down, that's for sure, between the couple of hotels that we recorded from. That's right. It was at one of our conferences just recently, and that is... Episode 92, live from HCIC 18 where we recorded with Lee Acey and Ed Bennett. So that was um, at the uh, Weston Kierlin Resort. And so there is, uh, that's where the conference was held. And uh, out back, we were uh, right before lunch. And so we were sitting out back before they had their uh, scheduled lunch, and uh, which is right on the golf course. And so people were mowing tea boxes. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. All right, Reed, we are now at the coveted award for the best fan of the Touchpoint podcast. Now, we know that this is a highly coveted award, and only one new fan can receive this every year. Um, and it's not like Miss America, where you pass the crown from one to the next. I think I see this more as like maybe a Hall of Fame of our best followers or best fans. What do you think? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. So uh, this is a neat one. And it's hard to choose because we have several folks that listen weekly. Uh, We may or may not know who all those people are, obviously, unless they connect with us. But several of those people have. And so it makes it hard to choose. We do have several. There's actually probably already a couple of leaders in the clubhouse, uh, if you will, for even next year's award. Yes, there are. And I know they all know who we're talking about. So, you know, keep listening in and, and we are, maybe we'll start to honor this award a little bit more frequently than annually. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Uh, so this year, 2018's Listener of the Year goes to... Mitch Holdwick. Mitch, 
Woo! We got a soundbite. Uh, had a chance to visit with Mitch and virtually present him with his award. I guess Mitch is such a thoughtful guy um, and has worked in healthcare marketing for a long time. You can connect with him on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those places. It's pretty, pretty easy to track down, and we'll have links in the show notes, of course. I certainly appreciate him and his support. And so, uh, without further ado, let's uh, hear from the award winner himself. All right, and we're here with our number one fan, advocate, supporter, all the above. I'm not really sure how to how to frame that, but uh, Mitch Holdwick, happy to have him on the show. Mitch works as a director of marketing up in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area at, at a health system. Mitch, thanks for jumping on for just a minute, and and congratulations, your your trophy's in the mail. Thank you, Reed. Thank you so much. Quite an honor. I was. Uh... Uh, really pleased uh, to have the opportunity. And as you know, I'm a big fan. So looking forward to the chat. Just as a side note, I, I grew up in Mississippi, but of course, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge basketball guy. And growing up, of course, that put me in the sweet spot of the Fab Five, right? So I grew up kind of a Michigan fan. And a guy I actually played against in high school was supposed to be part of kind of that second wave, uh, a guy named Gerard Ward. Yeah. Anyway, he, you know, dealt with injuries and and didn't actually ever kind of pan out or get there. I mean, he had a good career, but in like the first wave of guys. So for those that don't know you, maybe just a little bit about your background, how long you've been in healthcare, that kind of thing. First and foremost, I appreciate the uh, Fab Five reference. I, too, am a huge uh, Michigan basketball (laughs) fan and have fond memories. In terms of my background, I've been in healthcare um, for just close to 10 years, as you mentioned, uh, working in a health system that's based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, spent my entire career in marketing, both from a um, physician, uh, private practice perspective, but the bulk of it has been in hospitals and health systems. And really, I'd say in the last two to three years, um, really kind of entrenched myself in, in more of the, the digital strategies and demand generation, hence my uh, obsession with your show. <laughs> That's awesome. And we, we appreciate that. You know, you've been a, a big proponent of ours. And of course, you know, it's always great to interact with folks online, whether they, you know, listen to the show or not. But the fact that you do is is awesome. And it's been a lot of fun for us to, you know, trade tweets and messages on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And so do you remember how long have you been listening to the show? Do you know offhand was, or about how long? Yeah, I was thinking about that, Reed. I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's been quite a year. Like, I don't remember last year's this episode from last year, for an example. So yeah. I'd say maybe six months. How'd you hear about the show or find out about the show? That's another one I was trying to figure out. And I can't remember the moment that uh, touched me came into <laughs> my life. But um, I think, honestly, it just kind of organically through either LinkedIn or, or a recommendation from a fellow colleague in, in the field kind of came up in my in my feed and I gave it a listen and, and got hooked. So I think it was just kind of, I kind of organically stumbled on it. That's obviously good to hear that people, you know, do find this thing outside of just already knowing Chris or myself. You listen to other podcasts, I'm assuming, besides ours. Where do you listen? How do you listen? Is it commute? Is it desktop? Or how, how do you, you know, what's your listening habits? My listening, ha- it's commute, almost almost exclusively commute. I, um, As I mentioned, our, our health system is kind of based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, but I work at a hospital that's about 30 minutes away from where I live. So, it's a perfect uh, time for me to um, take in an episode either on the drive home or drive to work. So mostly through my phone in the car. 
any guests come to mind or topics come to mind, uh, you know, over the last year that, that kind of stood out to you or anything that you felt like kind of resonated? Maybe it was just timing of something you were dealing with at work or uh, just something new and interesting. It sounds like I, I just, you know, went and tried to find the most recent one, but it happened to be one. It was episode, I believe it was 95 on building a culture of failure. Uh, I mm. found that really resonated with me. And I think it probably did for a lot of marketers kind of getting into this space and, you know, particularly the expert interview with uh, Jess Colombo, I believe was her name from MedEd. Yeah. Number one, an inspiring uh, speaker and storyteller. Uh, but the the willingness to be, you know, transparent and vulnerable, sharing her as she, as she referred to her, the fail case. Um, I think that is such an important and relevant and timely message right now, you know, with, with marketers across the country really trying to, um, you know, kind of explore uh, what, what really is a new space for a lot of people. And um, listening to somebody like that who's clearly had a lot of success, but yet is willing to, as I mentioned, be vulnerable and talk about an example where it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and there was, there was opportunities to learn. I think that's, for me, something that was kind of inspiring. And, and I, I think it, it probably uh, was the same for a lot of your listeners. That was something kind of different and, and really interesting to do on the show. And so it was great to have her. She's a, a great person. And like you said, a great speaker and things like that. You talk about you know where we are right now, and especially as an industry. So, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts, maybe not on what you specifically are going to do in 2019 or focus on in 2019, but are there a couple of things out there that you think as an industry you know, are starting to become more visible or we need to focus more on or just we don't have a choice. It's going to be in our face uh, kind of a thing as we as we move into the new year. Yeah. I mean, I think I like, I like the actually just recently you made a comment um, towards the end of an episode that, you know, a lot of times as marketers, we kind of rest on the the concept that we're so far behind, you know, that this digital transformation is happening in most industries and healthcare is always so far behind. And I think if there's one thing, one mantra we can kind of take into 2019 and beyond um, is to stop saying that and accept the fact that we are where we are. And, and it's more important to just get moving, get into market, find a way to you know, start wherever you are in your journey in this digital transformation and find a way to uh, kind of move things forward and stop, um, you know, focusing on the fact that we're so far behind. And, and that's easier said than done. Jess's message kind of helped push us in that direction because half the battle mm-hmm. is just getting into market and understanding that you are going to fail and failure is not a bad thing. If you're going to, you know, the old cliche, if you're going to fail, fail fast, I think is so important and something that should be kept in mind because the only way to to learn is to get into market and to understand where there's opportunities to improve. So for folks that want to, you know, connect with you, interested, you know, more about what you're doing or like to compare notes, things like that, what's, what's the best way for them to do that? LinkedIn, Twitter, those types of things. Yeah, I think that, that too. I love uh, Twitter, as you know, um, but I, I'll uh, apologize up front. I, I cover the full spectrum. I'm both professional and silly, so I hope uh, that. <laughs> but then um, LinkedIn is also another one I, I, I think is, is a good platform. So obviously, uh, Mitch Holdwick, H-O-L-D-W-I-C-K, look me up on LinkedIn. And my handle on Twitter is at MCH110. Man, 
Uh, thanks again for the support. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the new year, especially because of uh, listeners like you that are willing to engage us and provide feedback and, and things like that. So really appreciate you jumping on for a minute. Thanks for being the number one fan, supporter, advocate of uh, 2018. Is the trophy come next week or two weeks or what? what's the... Yeah, now let me check the tracking right, number. Great. <laughs> Thanks for watching. All right, man. Thanks, Mitch. Okay, Reed, we're getting to the end of the awards show. And what happens at the end of all of our episodes is usually we offer recommendations. And so it's only fitting that the award we're going to do at the, uh, at the end of our show is the award for the best recommendation of the year. Reed, you mentioned this last year when we talked about this, but maybe you want to remind people how we started to do recommendations at the end of the show. They do it on other podcasts. And one podcast that I've listened to for a long time where they do recommendations is is Mac Break Weekly. And so it's a weekly show about all things Apple related. Mm-hmm. And so all the all the folks on that show, there are actually several folks. It's not just like a one or two or not like a single host or a co-hosted show. They give their recommendations the week, usually pertaining to more technology related. We kind of expanded that to include just really anything from our life. And then I've heard other podcasts where they ask them, you know, kind of five questions at the end of an interview. And one of them a lot mm-hmm. of times is what's one recommendation from your life? And it can be anything. And so it's kind of a, a hybrid of, of those, you know, or genesis of those types of uh, things that I've heard on other shows. It's become a big part of our show as well. And our fans have mentioned to us quite often that they, they like listening to our recommendations and they like hearing some of the things that we like to suggest from our lives. So just like with every good idea, we borrowed it from someone else and we've turned it into our own. I guess you call that um, uh, being influenced by others, not copying others, right? That's right. We have given so many recommendations over the years and uh, we've even maybe even repeated a couple of the recommendations. But what would be really good, Reed, is if you go back and look over the span of maybe anything that we've recommended, which has been a big span, by the way, we've, we've recommended things from all avenues of life. What is or are some of your favorites? The one that really sticks out to me that I, at least I know was from this past year, we've already determined that I have a hard time remembering what was this year and last year. But the one that that comes to mind is uh, when I recommended the metric system. (laughs) That's probably my favorite. Coincidentally, that happens to be my favorite as well. <laughs> we love the metric system, don't we? Now, tell tell people why you're recommending it. So, I, I like to build things, and I'm a hobbyist of some degree, woodworking and welding and, and different things. Anyway, so I like to tinker with stuff. And if you look at tools, there's obviously uh, the traditional kind of measurement, if you will, you know, which is what we all think of, which is like the quarter, half, three quarter, you know, full or whole or whatever. Uh, And so when you're looking at like, say, sockets or box wrenches or something like that, you're looking at, hand me the five eighths or the three quarter or the, you know, whatever, right? And so half the time, you spend half your time, if you're not a professional and don't do this every day like me, you spend half your time thinking like, what's the one that's in between three (laughs) eighths and and a half? Is that... So no, let's see, if a five eighths would be bigger, 
than a half because that'd be four eight. You know, it's, you, spend, you spend half your time trying to figure out what in the world is the one in between. The metric system just goes like 12, 13, 14, 15. So if the 13 is too small and the 15 is too big, well, then you need the 14. Like it's pretty right. straightforward. It's just, they're just in order. Like, why well, I don't understand why we're not making everything like this, but anyway. The metrics. <laughs> well, Reed, I like it too. And the reason why I like it not only is for that reason, um, for a couple of other reasons. Uh, one of them is having been a new homeowner and going through and now, you know, hanging pictures. If you measure seven feet, four inches and three quarters, what's half of that? I mean, it's just yeah. so complicated to like figure out like where the dead center is or whatever it might be. Right. So that's one yeah. of the reasons why I like that recommendation too, because metric will just say, oh, it's 120 uh, centimeters. So half of that is 60 centimeters. Easy. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's related to my um, second reason why I like that recommendation of metrics is because I have a degree in mathematics. And there's something really elegant about base 10 systems, systems mm. that you can easily divide, you can easily measure, you can easily scale. So I like the metric system a lot. All right, wrapping up the show, the first one of 2019 and the last thoughts on 2018. So this has been a lot of fun. It's always fun to do this show and kind of look back and spend a little bit of time looking at the numbers, uh, looking at uh, those that have interacted with us and been on the show and the topics we've covered. So uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. Well, okay, so leading into the new year, everybody has resolutions. Any resolutions you want to throw out there for 2019? Uh, This is going to be a very busy year for me. So I think one of the resolutions I'm going to make is figuring out ways to be more efficient with my time. Spending a a lot less time on the little stuff that doesn't matter and spending a lot more time on the little stuff or the big stuff that does matter. Like ending meetings 10 minutes early. So you don't have a full hour meeting, you only have yeah. 50 minutes. So you reclaim you know, your day 10 minutes at a time. No one needs more than 50 minutes. It's the same difference. No, I think that's great. And I, I definitely will work with you to ensure that we're keeping track of that and uh, check in on that. But what about you? What, are you what, are, what is one of your resolutions? Well, I think it really has to do with the podcast network. And so you and I obviously record this show every week, and but we have other shows on the network. You know, I'm seeing, as you are, the potential of these other shows as we've seen them grow. They have different audiences than ours in a lot of cases. Um, and just trying to help make sure that those have the potential to be successful in any way that I can help with that as someone that's uh, kind of helping guide and run the network uh, like you are. And so we've got other shows like data point in the exam room and we've actually got a new one launching, but then intersection and some different things that are some really thoughtful content coming out. Um, and so whether that's making sure that these show hosts are also at conferences every year, not the same ones we are, but it, you know, industry conferences that make sense or um, you know, how can we help grow and expand their audiences um, I think will be something that uh, I'll continue to focus and spend more time on. Now I feel a little bit uh, self-centered with my resolution. I'm also going to help other people read next year. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a rising tide, right? I mean, so it's it's not what's good for one's good for all. So, you know, a little bit of what's in store for this coming year. I thought we'd give you a little bit of taste of that. I just mentioned one of those. We have more shows launching and we'll continue to have more shows launching. We're in talks on mm-hmm. 
with some different content creators for a couple of new shows uh, that are on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And we've got a new one on content coming before too long. So more on that. But it is, uh, you know, more of the same from us, same but different. I don't know. We're looking for new ideas, new people to talk to, new segments to explore within the show. Look for some interesting things coming over the next few months. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to some of the things that we're going to be doing and really interested to hear how you, our listeners, which really make our show and made virtually almost all the content on today's show, you know, by your recommendations, because you matter to us as a listener. And so we want to make sure that we're serving you and that we're providing you the content that you need. That's really what this is all about, right? It is. So again, we say this often, um, and we say it often because we mean it and we want to make sure you hear it, but we, we certainly appreciate the support. Thank you for being with us over the course of the first 100 episodes of Touchpoint. Thanks for uh, supporting our other shows and other show hosts, for the feedback you've given us for not just this episode, but all along the way. Again, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Windows XP or otherwise. <laughs> We certainly want to make sure make sure that it's easy for others to find, and that's the number one way to do that. So for the first time in 2019, for Chris Boyer, I'm Reed Smith, and we'll see you next week. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.